And so it is. Chambro, we return to this joyful, moving and flowing gathering. We note here that this is the last opportunity for questions and answers in the old energy. <laughs> Many of you have already asked, a few of you may ask, what's going to happen now in these waning moments of the old energy? In your own personal lives you're going to find there is a shifting, a reorienting of energy. Many times you see you have patterns in your life. And there are occasions where things come along to change and shift those patterns. and. This can be done easily, smoothly. Sometimes it is difficult and, and bumpy. And as many of you know, in the past eight years, many times have been very, very, very difficult. But in these coming few weeks before the quantum shift, there is going to be many changes at many different levels in your life. Some you're not going to notice so apparently. They're not going to be so noticeable. Others are going to be happening at a, a very different level of consciousness. It is a realigning or a re-shifting of energies, preparing you for your choice to move into new energy. There's going to be times again in these next few weeks that you feel very much um, off, very much unlike your old self, because the energies are shifting to make way for a new energy you, a more conscious you. So instead of panicking, instead of wondering if you did something wrong, breathe with the process and understand you are truly part of facilitating a very, very grand and important change. Understand that you are changing at every level, biological, mental, spiritual. Your consciousness is changing. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be traumatic. It can be done with grace and with ease, particularly with the breath. So with that, let us begin the questions. Thank you for sharing with us your beautiful teachings, especially the Sexual Energy School. The question is, I'm used to good health and a strong body, but since a couple of years I'm losing so much blood my body can't keep up with the loss, and I barely have just enough strength to do my regular stuff. Knowing about the sexual energy virus, also knowing that this is my last lifetime here because I so choose, I choose to enjoy this lifetime. Why is some aspect of me choosing to just survive? Please share with me your insights on this. Indeed. There is part of an, a very um, deep uh, rejuvenation or cleansing process. Sometimes your body will go through its adjustments and it will, it will appear that there is something that's wrong, but yet your body truly does know how to cleanse. Here we have a case where it is cleansing very deep, old past life energies in a way that doesn't have to be um, catastrophic, doesn't have to terminate this life. It is doing it in a way it knows how to collect those inappropriate, imbalanced energies and release them. 
Part of it is actually blessing your body at this time instead of wondering what it's doing wrong or wondering wondering what it is doing in the first place, but blessing the process while you do it, of course, as you already stated here, choosing life. When you choose life, it changes all of the dynamics in your body, mind, and spirit. It allows for the flushing out or releasing of those things that don't serve you, and it will end up resulting in a rebalanced biology. This is not just about a sexual energy virus. It is about it is about an accumulation of um, going back to our show today, accumulation of demons, accumulation of fears, an accumulation of dark what you would call dark or inappropriate energies that need to be released now. So go to blessing your body instead of cursing it. Hello, Tobias. Um, I, had a written, I had a question written down for you, but I lost it, so I guess I'm going to have to wing it here. Um, maybe because I was born north of the uh, 49th parallel, I'm not sub- subject to the same potent religious energies that people living down here are. So um, forgive my question. Um, but um, I really like the name the Lucifer series. I really do. For one thing, it has my name buried in it. Indeed, the light series. Two, it carries a lot of weight looking at uh, when we look ahead at um, what is coming up in the next couple of years. Mm. Three, um, three, um, you know, save does not exist. So my question really is, isn't the Crimson Council compromising itself and if it is, what is it afraid of? Thank you. Indeed. Luke. Luke the light. The, it matters not to us. Uh, the energy is, is already in this series, uh, whether vibrationally it is known as the quantum leap or as the Lucifer series. But there are a few, but there are occasions where we do have to defer to um, to some of the Chambre who are helping to guide this organization. Uh, we understand that um, there are some who would actually get fanatical about the use of this name, some who would uh, oppose it dearly. And indeed what they're doing is feeding off of the drama of it, and that is not the intent at all. The intent is to show the the blessing or the light, the release of the old demons and energies, but taking a look at uh, particularly Kaldra, Linda, Norma, Garrett, and some of the others who would be more visible in this, um, we understand that it may not be appropriate. From, again, from our side, it is not so important. We don't have these uh, groups of fanatical religious types, uh, the zealots um, that interfere with us. But then again, the rest of you are in human form, and you do have to contend with that. Thank you. I didn't think that the Crimson Council cared, but I thought I would ask anyway. Thank Mm. you. (laughs) Thank you. Hi, Tobias. While integrating my masculine and feminine aspects, I've discovered that I have a very strong feminine energy. I choose to be male in this incarnation. I chose to be male in this incarnation, and I know that in my immediate prior lifetime, I was a strong, successful female and loved my life. 
I have also discovered that while I'm not gay, I'm I'm transgendered individual seeking to blend and integrate my masculine and feminine aspects. I'm also feeling I may not want to live the remainder of this lifetime as a female. Is there any I'm sorry, I may want to live the remainder mm-hmm. of my lifetime as a female. Is there anything wrong with this and any comments or suggestions you may have are greatly appreciated. Thank you. Indeed. It all depends on the balance and the energy. There are many who um will go through uh, what you call a, a sex change or a transformation process uh, to uh, focus on the, the physical attributes of that biological being, whether male or female. Many who make the choice are making this choice in what we would consider confusion, uh, sometimes fear, and sometimes a very uh, inappropriate... Oh, type of inappropriate desire, but it is based out of balance rather than truly in balance. There are others, perhaps yourself here, and only you can make that choice, that are basing it because of the true desire for the balance of masculine feminine. However, we can tell you right now that a sex change operation won't necessarily bring that balance back. The balance can happens within, regardless of your biology. You can be in a masculine biology and you can carry a tremendous amount of feminine energy. It's ultimately not about the biological aspect. It's not about being a man or a woman. It's about reintegrating masculine and feminine. Our advice here is to allow the reintegration of your masculine and feminine to occur through the choice and to occur naturally. They want to return back to each other. You don't have to cut off or add any parts in order for that to happen. You can allow the masculine and feminine to come back together through the breath, through choice, and through simply allowing you to marry all of your aspects back together. That being done, when you feel very comfortable that you have allowed the process rather than forced the process, then it is time once again to consider the question of doing any any physical operation or work. But right now, allow the natural process of integration to work for you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Tobias. Um I'm sure you know this. We have three beautiful boys, Tyler, Kirby, and Jared. And 10 days ago, my youngest, Jared, 15, chose to leave this realm and be with you on that side. He was a very compassionate, loving, great spirit. And even though I understand the whole concept of life and death, it's really hard with his energy and his essence being gone. And I keep asking just why, even though I know why. I always told my mom when I was young, she'd worry about me going out in the blizzard to go dancing. And I said, Mom, if it's my time, it's my time. And I know it was his time. And if you can just let me know where he is (laughs) and how he's doing. Indeed. You come to 
a place of great courage for you to stand here, particularly after all of the challenge and difficulties, even before Jared left the physical body, especially in these past ten days of time since his departure, to be able to share so openly and so lovingly with all of Shambra. More than anything, to have the courage to be here in this now moment with Jared. His energy is just as present as any of the others. He was hoping for this moment. Knowing that this past week and a half have been filled with deep emotions, sadness, loss, anger, both you and your partner wondering what you could have done different, how you could have done it differently. So before anything, understand that we and Jared want to thank you for, for your honor and courage. It's perhaps the most difficult of any human experience to lose your child. You have such feelings of love, of parenting, of concern and compassion. It's more difficult to lose a child than it is to lose a spouse or partner, to lose a parent or any other family member. You're going through the most difficult, traumatic and challenging of any human experience right now. Your mind and what you've learned spiritually says that it is appropriate, says that there was a choice, but your heart is hurting, it's longing, it's wanting to feel the presence of that being whose presence you felt in your life for 15 years. It's wanting to know that Jared is all right, and it's wanting to know that you did everything that was right and possible. We don't want to get into a lot of what you might call platitudes about this. We don't want to tell you that Jared is doing fine. He is. We don't want to go into a long story about how the spiritual path that you and your partner carved out for your family made it very, very easy for him to cross over to this side, which it did. It made it actually very much of a conscious choice, which it was. There was no accident in this. No matter how much you go and look at the sequence of events that took place leading up to this, there was no accident in it at all. It was a choice. Perhaps a choice that makes you, makes the family angry, wondering why it was done this way. But this is where it comes back to you, to have absolute compassion. You've studied spirituality, religion, metaphysics for dozens and dozens of lifetimes. But now, confronted with the most difficult of all the situations, it challenges you on a different level, not just what you've learned in your mind or in the books, but it challenges you with perhaps one of the most difficult things that you will ever have to encounter. And it's not just the passing, the crossing over of Jared, who is doing fine. It is about compassion. It is about 
so honoring his choices, his choice knowing that the new energy was almost here, knowing that he had brought in many issues from past lives, many issues that he wanted to address, and he did in so many different ways. But he felt it was easier, having addressed those issues, feeling resolution within, it was easier to return back again in the new energy, as a new energy child, as one who was free of all the old burdens, all the old karmas, had a clean start, making the choice, as he has already done, to come back into your family line, knowing that he will see, he will be with each and every one of you again. But it is about a huge challenge for both of you, all three of you, that is. Can you have the compassion right now to understand that this was a choice, and this wasn't a mistake, that Jared chose to leave, that he gave you the signals beforehand. They were all there. It was, it was laid out. He tried as best he could, as best his soul could, to let you know that he would be going. So the true question right now is, in the midst of all the grieving, can you also have compassion? I'm not asking you to let go of the grieving. It's an important part of the whole process. But also to have the compassion to know that this choice was made by Jared at a soul level. He stands beside both of you right now. His energy is fully present. He would love for you in front of this group of Shambhar, to acknowledge him as living, acknowledge him as a living soul, as a living being, perhaps not in human body. Perhaps you won't hear the sound of his voice, but you can hear the sound of his spirit. He would like to feel that compassion and that acceptance. With that, with this most beautiful example, he can move on, which he wants to do now. He has a lot of things to do. So could you take this precious moment that we share and give him a hug and a kiss? Well, the only thing that would be appropriate is to give him a Jared sandwich, which we always did, <laughs> put him in between us, yeah. and held ourselves together. And we want to thank all of Shambra for their love and support that's kept us and lifted us. And we know Jared will be there to carry us on to the new energy. And he is right here, right now. We love you, son. He would now like to share energy back very, very deeply with you. Let you know that he is doing just fine. But he has plans, plans to come back, like many of us do. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. I was diagnosed with cancer after the standard technology workshop. I felt healthy at the workshop and after and did not count myself in the group you said had the cancer potential. 
What a surprise. Did my soul self choose this? Right now I'm pissed and ready to dump any soul choices. I'm grand enough to do this and just choose from my human perspective, which you all call limited, as I feel the rest of my body is healthy because my human self chose this. The only time I really feel limited as a human is when you tell me I'm limited. Did St. Germain get out, the, get out the crystal with any help from his soul self, or was it just enlightenment by his human self that did this? Thanks. St. Germain got out of the crystal after pure frustration and anger, sending letters to the Crimson Council, <laughs> claiming that he truly wasn't limited, and all the rest of this. But quite, quite seriously, there was... There was very deep imbalance in your physical body before the standard technology and it was already at work. It was at work as a variety of different um, diseases, everything from uh, various types of cancer. The good news is, if you take a look at it, that you were able to have this cancer detected at an early stage. Whereas if you hadn't allowed yourself to go through this energy and clearing your body, it would have gone undetected to the point where it would have ended up being fatal for you. So here's an interesting time of actually counting your blessings because it's working for you. The old imbalanced energy is coming to the surface. It doesn't have to mean the end. It doesn't have to mean that you are being punished or you did anything wrong. Everything is multifaceted. You're looking at your cancer as something bad. I'm looking at the other side of this beautiful facet and saying, but it came to the surface, it was detected, and now it can be healed. It can be healed by allowing your body to do what it knows how to do, heal itself. And if you need, and taking the responsibility for, for healing yourself now, if you go to a doctor, if you get surgery, you get any therapy, it augments the personal healing that you're doing for yourself. So we're going to invite all of you, every one of you who has an ailment, every one of you who has a situation in your life, whether it is physical, financial, emotional, anything else, please look at the other facets of this experience in your life. Almost like, like a brilliantly multi-multi-multi-faceted diamond. Look at some of the other sides. Perhaps this cancer is what will save you rather than kill you. Thank you. I am that I am, Carrie the, Mag the Magnificent, here. Um, 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 before you, <laughs> we're going to stop right there. Lovely, lovely. Thank you, thank you. Can you say it and mean it now? I am that I am, <laughs> Carrie the Magnificent. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Refreshing, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. In light of the um, end of the old energy questions, I'm going to ask two for duality. Anyway, you once asked, I once asked you about helping my sister heal with energy movement, and you said you wanted a report. Yes. She got an F. She mm. got an F. And she's still um, struggling with this injury that she has. 
And uh, my question to you is with the energy movement, you know, when I'm around somebody and I get a feeling and, and I just think, well, I'll just breathe. I don't have to say anything. I can just breathe and move energy. But the, the thing is, is that I'm not forcing it on them, but are they getting something just by being around it? or They're receiving a potential. It's nothing that you inflict on them. You're not making them do something, and this is one of the fallacies of old energy healing. You're simply providing potential. They can choose from it or they cannot. It's like you're putting it in front of them. Now, what they do with it is up to them. The F grade that that you have uh, given out is the F that you gave yourself because you feel your healing wasn't effective. But... You gave out your potential, and it's up to them if they choose. Even there are times, many times actually, when a human says, I choose to heal, I choose to get better. And in spite of saying that, the little human, for some reason, is still not choosing to do that. They may say the words because they don't want the discomfort or the pain, but part of them still may not be allowing the true healing to take place. They may not believe that they can. They may have set up an old contract filled with destiny seeds that they are still abiding by. We talked about destiny seeds a long time ago. You can release those at any time. But ultimately it's up to that person whether they want to heal. Number two. Um, And then you said, look out, there's a business opportunity, come your way, don't miss it. Yes. I I missed it. You did? (laughs) What was it? (laughs) 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 Truth be known, there were actually several. Uh, I missed them all. How did I do that? um, That was your second question. That was more like three. So, several things. The... The, the opportunities were present. Um, we don't want to go into a detail right now, but you and Calder talk later. He'll explain more. You were preoccupied with some other things at the time. Um, when am were, I not preoccupied <laughs> with other things? But that is part... That, oh, <laughs> that see, is it's new energy. Part of the process is allowing yourself to be aware. The energies are not gone. They just went out into orbit for a little while. <laughs> And they tend to uh, they tend to come back again. So they're not lost, but it, it is incumbent on you the next time uh, to be more aware of when they come back in. Uh, they they have to do with um, hospitality business, and um, they these opportunities will make their way back. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Last question. No, three, four more. They're going to come and throw us out of here. They're going to throw you out anyway. (laughs) The Lucifer series. What were you thinking? (laughs) Hello. Um, My challenges seem pretty puny right now compared with everything happening today. Uh, I love being here in Denver. This is the second time we've lived here. But it has been a struggle. Our little humans are struggling to continue to be in Denver. Things have um, started to draw us and flow back towards Chicago. And I thought I would... um, (laughs) Your problems aren't going to go back to Chicago with you? 
No, I don't. I don't know. Um, no, the problems I have. They're not going to hop in your suitcase. Yeah. Uh, well, that's because after listening today, I think uh, it's all a bunch of my demons running around mm. fighting over who's going to win each day. Actually, you have an interesting situation, if you don't mind us uh, interrupting your question. Uh, yes, you could say it's your demons. It is um, situations that you've literally placed in your life to prevent you from getting where you truly want to go. It's kind of an odd way of challenging yourself, which doesn't really serve you anymore. And there is a... Um, there's a contradictory dynamic between you and your husband. Uh, you, you both tend to talk the same talk, but you walk very different walks. And this is like a constant, uh, it's a constant confrontation of energies, even if you're not arguing with each other, but a constant difference of energies that has it so both of you stayed unfulfilled. Neither one of you can get anywhere with it. So whether you are here, Chicago, L.A., any place else, you're still going to have that core basic difference in, in values. There are several ways to handle this. Split apart from each other, that's one. And we can hear the oohs and ahs in the audience, but sometimes you need to do that, to get energetically get away from the other person for an extended period of time, not just a day or two. The other thing is deeply explore what's really important. Now, you've explored what's surfacely important. You've explored what the little human desires are. But get into the big desires and you're going to find that there's a lot of blockages there. I'm going to um, also add to this prescription that you have someone else, a new energy person, help to facilitate this discussion between you. Because sometimes it's you have such a history with each other that it's going to be difficult to get out of the old ways. A new energy moderator, balancer, is going to help really get into some of the issues. You see, no matter where you go, you have the same set of circumstances and blockages. So address those before you pack the bags and leave. Uh, the rest of your question would be? <laughs> was about... Um starting the Ascension Teacher Training and thinking I was going to do it here, but feeling there was a, a need and a, and a place to start in Chicago, or mm. does it really even matter? Mm. So Indeed. there we go. Thank you. <laughs> and I have to throw in one other thing. Uh, uh, the, there was a mispronunciation that uh, perhaps I'm more concerned about than Kaldra, but Beelzebub. Uh, <laughs> Uh-huh. He was having a hard time channeling uh-huh. and pronouncing Beelzebub. Uh-huh. So when your transcribers put all this, uh, we don't want to terribly confuse them. Beelzebub. Yeah, I wondered. We're, we have a dyslexic channeler at times. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias and friends, who are their insects? What purpose do they serve on earth? And is there anything beneficial about a tick? <laughs> Every every being on earth, every insect, including a tick, every animal, everything, is all interconnected and part of the workings of Gaia. If you notice that so many of these um, creatures of the of the earth itself have to do with a continual process of of renewal, 
When something is old and decrepit, the insects uh, will come in, feed off of it, uh, renew its energy, so it can be born again. That's all a way of, for all of you to say, don't get too stuck or too old. Nice. <laughs> Hi, Tobias. Thank you for allowing me to pop some demonic balloons today. I ask you a question in San Diego, and after the first shock wore off, I don't remember most of the answer. Can you please give me more insight since other people depend on it? The question. What was the question? My question was uh, about my chocolate business. I ask, uh, I love to make the chocolate and I want to be the, make the best chocolate in the world. Mm. And I think I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm broke. Mm. I don't make any money on it. And I ask you for your input on that. Mm. Thank you. Indeed. Again, we have a situation with a, what we would call contradictory type of desires or you really get into the energy, it's the, it is a type of fear of failure. Anytime you have a passion like this, it is something you truly want to do, and you have blockages, take a look at why those blockages are there. They're, they're not immovable. In other words, they can be solved. But is there an issue with truly achieving success, being successful as a chocolatier? We talked before and said that perhaps this wasn't the best avenue for you at the time. There were some other things that needed to be addressed in your life. Even though chocolate is the passion, there is a, there is a barrier that you've set up. There is something that uh, will not allow this to be fill, fulfilled until you address some other issues in your life. You know what the issues are. You've danced around them, you've looked at them, but then you get a bit starry-eyed and say, yes, but if I'm making chocolates, all of these things will go away and uh, I will be happy. So you set up at some level this whole barrier of the money. Go back and take a look at some of these very, very core issues that are in your life, things that you have had since you were very young, demons that have been haunting you. You can't, you can't, how to say, sweeten the demons through your chocolate. You can't deceive them by pretending that you're making sweets. You're absolutely talented in the ability to integrate energy into the chocolates, but Stop for a moment. Stop pushing against the issue. Come back. Spend some time with yourself. There are, there are two core issues, again, you know about. You can't pretend that you don't. Address these first. The chocolate, the passion, the money will all take care of themselves. It is a good example for all of you in your life. You have certain passions or desires, but they just don't seem to work out. Stand behind the short wall for a moment. What are the demons? What are the issues that are preventing you from doing it? 
Look at the many facets of the issue. Don't just look at the one that's right in front of you in that moment, but look at all of the issues and the facets. Address some of the deeper underlying things, then you'll find that things like money for your chocolate shops or your mail order business will take care of themselves. Thank you. I have an urgent question. I'm a spirit-guided woman and I live in Colorado. Although I have only been here for a little over a year, I felt certain God sent me here to find some kind of life here with great purpose in helping others. I used to be a social worker and I did much for others during that time. I was under the tutelage of a holy man and my third eye chakra opened up for a while. I then had a dark time and am coming back into the light. I'm in a situation with a troubled old friend who took me into his home near Georgetown, Colorado. Now I can no longer live there and have no place to go. I work very hard at whatever I do and have two college degrees and am a very good cook at home, but with no car right now or license. I need some place to live, and whoever, if anyone takes me into their home, they will be so glad I know this. Can you tell me something? Give me some kind of guidance. I'm very serious, as nuts as this sounds. Is there someone in your group, someone you know, who could sense my goodness and vibration of love and pure intention and give me a place to live and work for a while? Make a leap of faith for another light worker. I've studied and lived metaphysics all my life from childhood, but got lost a few years back into a very bad marriage and other issues. But now I'm starting over. There was a time I helped many people most of my life, both personally and professionally, and now I need the help. I'm looking forward to your answer. You're the one that wanted more questions. Love and light. Inflated spiritual ego. That's all I can say here. You have you have a very interesting dynamic, not uncommon, but uh, we're going to be very direct with you about it. Your human, your little human self, your 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 limited human self uh, has come in and taken over this whole concept of spirituality. You absolutely inflated yourself about how spiritual you are, about how you do all these good things. You have you have allowed this the humanness to overtake the spirituality, to distort it and to twist it to try to appease the little human. The little human now is running rampant with this thing, claiming that God told you to move somewhere. God doesn't care where you live, anywhere. You are God. You make the choices and the decisions. You talk about all of the things that you've done for others. That is your little human crying out for attention. You've done talked about all these skills and talents and the degrees that you have. That is your little human, limited human, screaming out about how good it really is. You've got this inflated spiritual ego that the little human is running around with, and it's causing you extreme trouble. You've backed yourself into a corner, thank God, because <laughs> at least what you would call your soul level or your all level, all of your aspects, have an understanding that this crazy little spiritual self that you have created is going to, is going to cause all of you great suffering and harm. All the attention is focused on 
you, but just the little aspect of you, not all of you. So you have literally created a, your, a situation. You've hit the, the depths. You have no place to go, no place to live, no one that wants to take you in. What is this all saying? It's saying no. It's saying no to that spoiled, spiritual, limited human child of you. Part of you is saying we're not going to tolerate it anymore. You have to address yourself. Go in and take a look at you. Let go of your degrees. Let go of studying with a holy man. He's not so holy. I could tell you stories about him. <laughs> he needs to go to SES, that's for sure. <laughs> Let go of all the good deeds that you've done for others. You were feeding on them when you did these good deeds. Let go of your spiritual highness because it doesn't serve you anymore. Let go of everything because you're going to be forced to do it anyway. Within weeks it's going to just blow up on you and instead of letting go, it's going to explode. We're going to be having a whole different discussion and you're going to write one of those letters like an earlier question, wondering why no one ever listens to you, why the Crimson Council isn't coming and bestowing you with all these gifts of grandness. You've got the spiritual truth is being suffocated and twisted and manipulated by the little human self. You need serious, professional, spiritual, new energy help. It is available, but you definitely, at this point, you've got about two weeks. So we suggest, instead of writing these long questions, get on the phone, get the help you need. Thank you. Well, aren't you informed? Hmm. Last question, dear sir. Last question. Thank you. Hello, Tobias. Mm. My grandchildren are living in a chaotic, violent, very unhappy home. How do I have clarity, uh, compassion? How do I affect the situation in a positive way? And how do I get the hell out of there if I can't do any good? Hmm. Indeed. Difficult situations, families' situations can be the most, most difficult of all. Is first of all, the most important thing for you, anyone confronted with this situation, to balance yourself first. Your immediate reaction is to try to help the grandchildren, try to maintain peace and balance, uh, try to uh, be a, how do you say, an energy... Um, mediator, but it, as you know, it's literally sucking your energy dry in doing this. It's important right now, be, above all, to get yourself balanced. If that means doing whatever, the things that you've wanted to do that you haven't, taking some time away, doing something for yourself, even, even more than what you have. When you feel you're in that place of your own balance, when your energy is back together, at that point, stand behind the infamous short wall. Take a look at the dynamics in the family, with the grandchildren, with the, the with the uh, all the others in the family and extended family. Take a look at the choices that were made at a soul level about coming back in, being together. Take a look at even the what we would call the contracts or the agreements to be together. Understand that you may not 
have chosen something like that for yourself, but they did. Once you have a feeling for their choices, the fact that none of them are truly trapped, none of them are um, imprisoned in this, so to speak, that it was their choice. When you have that level of compassion and understanding, that in itself will begin to change many of the dynamics. You will see a shifting of energy take place naturally then at this point watch very carefully what happens. It may be that some of the others leave in this, in this situation. It may be that out of the clear blue you are asked to take care of the grandchildren. Or it may be that you realize that they are so deeply involved in their own experience, dysfunctional as it may seem, that you need to leave. But if you are coming from a plank place of strength within your, and balance within yourself and compassion for them, then all the energies start to move very naturally. And right now they are indeed very stuck. So do these things first. Watch how the energy flows. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, dear Shambra, it has been, it has been a day. It has been a wonderful experience being together. Take a look at your demons. Take a look at how you place them outside of you, given them some type of grand power. Go to the Shamba Service Center, let the air out of the old demons. And so it is.